Hello, everyone. My name is Neil Axer, and I'm back with a, uh, well, a belated podcast, let's say. I wanted to get back online a bit sooner, but lots of work. Uh, pretty tough week, to be honest, even though work itself in, my, uh, in the company I work for is, um, well, it's, it's not bad, but it's not really enough to make the company as a whole happy, I would say. It's not enough profit, if you know what I mean. But uh, since we are, we're understaffed, in, in most cases, at least most departments, like lots of companies are, that's not a secret. Um, there's enough work for everyone. So, you know, we, we get, <laughs> we never get bored, let's, let's put it that way. And um, for today, I'd like to keep this, as usual, a, uh, or let's say, based on the previous podcast, a bit shorter. I don't want to rant too long about a topic, and I'd like to talk about Peter Gabriel, but my head is somewhere else, because I, I got really, really furious and pissed off at um, a scenario, a situation that occurred um, a while ago from an, uh, an ex-colleague of mine, a former colleague, who left the company to live a, let's say, better life, Okay. Not that the life in my company is bad, but, you know, for family's sake, he switched jobs and found a place to make more money. And uh, there's an interesting story behind that, and it ties again to one of these um, typical uh, female manipulation that is happening in the modern age of society. And I'm sorry, um, it's again the same topic, and I'd like to bring up some more examples like that. I have a few, actually, and I'm still doing some research to get some, some facts ready. One of them is very troubling because it has something to do with the current state of the country. But this one, this one is a story I wanted to tell you guys because it is, first of all, shocking. It's embarrassing for the woman, uh, you know, just because of behavior. But let me start from the beginning and you know, then you will probably understand why this is a very negative topic and why it's so shocking in the first place. So, before I begin, this episode is sponsored by a cup of tea. Mm. Ah, yes. That was the only sponsorship. No, I have to drink lots of tea these days, and I'm not drinking too much alcohol. I can't. My kidneys are not doing so well. For some reason, my kidneys are developing a few stones, which is a bit, you know, inconvenient, and it does get a little painful at times. I have to uh, stay hydrated and drink only proper stuff, and sometimes a beer or two is not so bad. But I have to be more careful now with wine and alcohol. I mean, the real liquor, whiskey and such, or rum, which I have two great bottles of rum behind me that I haven't tried yet, but I know, I just know they're fantastic. I'll tell you about that product maybe a different time. So back to the actual experience here. I can, t- I can talk to you about this, or I wanted to talk to you about this, because first of all, I knew the guy. This is a real case. And I know other people who have private contact with the guy. So I do believe that my sources are valid and that it actually took place and that the guy is living a pretty dangerous life at the moment. You know, just at the brink of existing on minimal support. 
and financial gain, or not, not financial gain, financial problems, let's put it that way. Um, a few years ago, I had a colleague, for privacy's sake, I cannot give you any names, so, um, you know, it could be that some people are, are listening to me like my employees, you never know. You know, I like my employees, my, my, my supervisors, that's what I mean. Sorry, my English is not the best today. I haven't, I haven't been talking English a lot lately, with the exception of a, of a friend of mine. So, let's get back into it. This guy, um, let's call him just, um, let's call him Mike. It's not his name, but let's call him just, just for fun, for, for the sake of this podcast. We'll just give him the name Mike. Now, this guy wasn't um, the most, let's say, intelligent guy. He's a bit naive and gullible to begin with, but he is, uh, nonetheless, he wasn't a bad person. He was just a bit on the weird side, let's put it that way. Um, He tried to make friends, which was struggling and difficult for him because, you know, he didn't know exactly how to connect or how to talk to people. But he was open enough to at least talk a bit about his private life. And the more I got to know this guy, the more I understood about his you know, private situation, that he was desperate for love and affection. Um, that being said, it was his right. He did deserve to have one, you know, no jokes there. Um, he wasn't exactly the most prettiest guy, um, no hair, bald as me almost, but I, I think a, a lot more bald. Uh, just a, he looked more funny and goofy, let's put it that way. He wasn't exactly a charming guy. But he was, you know, decent and kind enough to be just straightforward and authentic with his behavior. It wasn't like he's trying to be uh, an alpha male or anything like that. He was like a big baby or a big child, let's put it that way. But a nice one, you know. And most of my colleagues were ripping him off, or not ripping him off financially, but they were just fucking him up, you know, just um, making fun of him, making jokes. Uh, not really interested in having private contact. And to be honest, I didn't want to have private contact myself too much. I had his phone number once, and that was four years ago. And uh, he wanted to hang out with me, and I kind of declined. He wasn't exactly my kind of guy to talk to for a a longer period of time because um, I didn't know exactly what to talk to him about. We had no common interests, which was kind of sad, so I didn't know exactly what to do with him, but, you know, for better or worse, he was a good colleague to work with, and I had no beef with him, no trouble, he did his job, and that's fine, so over the years, when I watched him, or, you know, got somehow contact to him, my colleagues were talking about the guy more often, because it was pretty obvious that he was trying to hit on all sorts of girls and women working in the company. So he tried to approach them, try to be funny, trying to be flirty, mostly, you know, very cringy, cheesy flirty by choosing sentences or phrases that no normal person would ever use. But he thought it was cool and, and intelligent while most women were making fun of him. So long story short, he did not hook up with anyone in the company. But he did try for a longer time and was pretty upset about it that nothing nothing worked, that he had no... Uh, uh, no success whatsoever and no respect for what he was trying to do. And um, that was the end of that story, at least. He never got anywhere with his plans to meet someone in the company, which you shouldn't do in the first place, to be honest. 
But then after a couple of years, um, he met someone in his private life. I don't know where. I think a party or through friends or something. And for some reason, it kind of, they kind of connected. Okay. Um, they had, first they were dating a while. Then they fell in love, so he says, or said. And he was so proud of this because he really felt he finally found someone uh, who would match him. You know, perfect, the perfect partner, the perfect match he could dream of, at least in his uh, own mind or opinion. And, you know, I don't want to judge him too harshly for that. He was looking for love. He kind of found it in the first, uh, first round or first year. Let's put it that way. And um, he was so proud of it that he told everyone in the company, all of his colleagues, he brought pictures, you know, and showed everyone, look, look, this is my newest girlfriend. We're going to get engaged at some point. And they actually did. They did get engaged. Uh, engaged. And, and they were planning even a wedding after two years, I think. If I'm not mistaken, it was a two-year period of time where they met and kind of bonded, Right. And he was talking about his the, the love of his life, that it was really working and all that. But he did slip a, a, a few informations about his girlfriend, something more delicate and important to judge the scenario. He said that she was the boss, first of all, in the relationship. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but whatever decision was being made, she was the captain. That much we understood. Looking at him, understanding what kind of person that was, yeah, he, he would comply. You know, he's not the alpha male, like I said. He does need to be, but he was totally better male in this role and had nothing or not much to say in the relationship, or at least he didn't know how, I would assume. So, long story short, uh, she got pregnant. Okay, first they got married. He was so proud of that. He brought us the wedding pictures and spread them on a blackboard in the office. At least the office he was working for in his department, just to make that clear. What, what kind of department that is doesn't matter. It's not really important for the story. But what is important is that he felt to be, you know, in, in, in the life he always wanted. And you could totally believe him, at least for that uh, fact, that he was completely delusional of the dangers lying ahead. And he didn't know or, or, or see any... Uh, let's say, negative development or any threat that, w that would be coming from her side because the story still continues. Uh, they got married. Then she got pregnant um, because she insisted on, on, on having a baby, of course. Why? Well, because the inner clock is ticking. She's not getting any younger. From, I'm not quite sure how old she was, but I think she was maybe three years younger than him, if anything at all. Not, they were not really far apart. They were closer together age-wise. And... Um, then something interesting happened. He told his colleagues that his wife was unsatisfied with the amount of money he made in the company to support the family. So she was pushing him to apply for other jobs elsewhere where he could make at least a few hundred bucks more, which he did. He was successful in the end. He did find another job. So he quit the job in our company, left, which is his right, Perfectly fine. Why not make a different kind of career, make more money? Sure, you know, more power to you, man. And then she was satisfied for a while. Then we lost, 
let's say, more contact him. I didn't really notice that he left the company because I'm not working in his department. And hopefully I never will. But um, uh, he kind of stayed in contact with most of the uh, pseudo friends or colleagues at work who had more contact with him anyway. So the information got spread rather quickly. And I, that's why I'm saying I do believe that the information is correct because he was always honest when it was, when he was talking about his, his desires, his problems, his personal wishes. He wasn't someone who would lock this information up. If he had problems, he would cry out for help and tell everyone. This is why I believe the story is true. And he said, now listen to me closely here. This is a scenario that happens day in, day out, and it's getting worse. They got married, she got pregnant, he had to look for a better job to support the family, and shortly afterwards, when it was secure that he had his job safe, because when you start working for a new company, as usual, you got like a few months uh, trainee time where the, the, the supervisors look at you cl closely, they watch you, they... they, they um, they try to, to, to estimate if you can actually do the job, if, you f if you're fit for the position. And if that time passes, you're safe for the job for at least, let's say, one or two years, right? So that's the, uh, that's, in German we say Probezeit. That's just like the pre-working months for testing. That's pretty much it. And he passed that. So, so the job was safe for him. Then she threw him out. I'm not joking. I totally believe this is true because he is completely shocked and depressed for the fact that his wife wants a divorce. They have been married for a short period of time. I think, you know, like two years dating, maybe two years marriage, but not longer. We're just talking about a couple of years where they just mingled and did something and tried to live together. And she threw him fucking out. So she has a child. She gets from the government money for the child. She is getting support from him now, suing him for everything he has. No, wait, not everything he has. She's only fighting for the money he can provide based on the new job. Because I was told, now I believe this is also true because this, this Mike dude is, like I said, pretty naive and gullible and he fell for the trick. They signed a, a, a contract, they signed a document when they were getting married to separate their belongings and their possessions. All material items um, that they would purchase together. He voluntarily signed a document that said that he has no right to claim any of that stuff his. Imagine that. Even in case they get separated, because he never believed that would happen, but never questioned why she insisted that he signed a document like that. Why it had to be formulated like this, not in his favor. He just signed it blindly and thought, yeah, everything is going to be fine. Then she kicked him out. Please excuse me if I tell you or if I say that that person is a fucking cunt for even doing this. Now, he still has his job, thankfully, but he had, for a while, at least I was told, no home. She threw him out almost by force. He had no place to stay. He had to crash with friends or family somewhere. 
in search of an apartment right now in this uh, very moment in the country apartment prices are exploding even rentals because of you know the ukraine war the energy crisis covid the whole shindig for fuck's sake it's impossible to to, to find sorry to find uh, something you know just a decent place to live where you don't have to pay silly amounts of money just to find a bed or a roof over your head or even a fucking radiator that you can pay the heating prices are also exploding here you know thankfully not for me at this moment at, at, at this point but i've heard enough stories of other people also in the news and then you know social media from time to time which i try to avoid but you know you can't really well anyway long story short he's fucked he signed the document, has no right to claim anything for his. I'm not even sure if he could keep his car. That's what marriage does to you if you don't pay attention. He has to pay, he has to pay alimonies. I don't know how much, but he's poor now, okay? She took everything away from him in that short period of time. She played him like a duck, like a child. He fell for everything and he was looking for love. He thought he found love. She did everything he asked for, in the beginning at least. Then they got married. He got a new job. She threw him out. Wants a divorce. How the fuck can that just not be punished? In Germany, you're, you're just dead. If you're the man, if you're, if you're the husband or the father, let's say, and this happens to you, you're always a loser. No judge, no jury is going to grant you any favors because you got to pay. That's why I don't want to have any children in Germany, period. I don't. Not today, not tomorrow, I don't fucking care. This is not my topic, this is not my life, I don't want to be like that. It's too dangerous is what I'm saying. And this is a good example, first of all, because I knew the guy. Um, this is a scenario that happened to, to, to uh, lots of people, but this guy, you know, I knew firsthand, at least through work. I mean, it's a terrible story, but it's real. And it happens every day. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better. Okay, they, they get away with this shit. Women out there act like they're, not all of them, I just want to clarify that, not all women do exactly the same shit. But their way of thinking nowadays is, is primarily focused on, um, on money, on their advantage of how to win, how to gain more. It's never really about love, which is kind of sad because it used to be like 40, 50 years ago. Now it's all about like status, security. I have to be, uh, I have to be financially, uh, uh, you know, taken care of. Um, what does he bring to the table? Do you make enough uh, cash per year? They try to change you. They try to manipulate you. They try to get you hooked, get you dumb enough to actually give them your sperm. And if you don't pay attention, you're fucking dead. All they care about is the cash you owe them because the law says so. That needs to be locked up for sure, okay? But we can't. We can't do anything against this. We could say that you played me. How can you prove that, right? And who would actually even willingly go, go to trial for this? You can't. It's not possible. You need more evidence than that. You cannot really prove that this person just fucked him over under the current German system. I'm not even sure you can do that in America if you don't have enough evidence. This is a really, really, really large problem. And she's not the only woman doing this. 
Many of them are doing that. It's, it's just, it's insane. A colleague of mine told me almost the same story. A guy who was, you know, bullshitted by his, his wife because she, first of all, she didn't have enough money. They were married for 30 years. She was unsatisfied sexually. She made him responsible for it and she looked elsewhere to get fucked and to get money. Then she left him with the kids and he has nothing now. Same story. I don't know more details about that, what, it, what this is about and how it went down with, you know, who said what, who did what. But the, the first story I told you with, with Mike is just really sad. And it got to me because I really believed at first when he talked about the story, about his marriage, about the woman that he met that he was looking for all his life. I thought he was sincere this time that he actually did find something that worked for him. I was generally, uh, genuinely happy for him. Now look what happened. This is insane. Fucking A, but it happens every day. It's, it's, it's like a pandemic out there. I don't trust anyone. When I hear stuff like that, I know why I don't trust anyone. You should be careful. If you're a man and you're listening, if anyone listens at all, because I haven't checked, <laughs> not many people tune in here, be fucking careful. Really, really be careful. If you ever have the feeling something is off, don't fuck her. Do not touch her. I would even avoid her completely and break off contact. It's just, there is really, uh, I have no words, man. What do you think when you hear stuff like that? Does that piss you off? Does it make you angry? Does it make you disappointed? Which I sure do. I feel like that. And I have no hope that this is getting better. You know, in fact, look, just to get this, this story done, uh, the, the other information that I have, and I wanted to do more research on it, uh, currently it's just a rumor for me. I haven't read of any proof, but I do believe that there could be some, some fact behind it because, again, I was talking to people who have lots of contacts to uh, other single guys who were looking for a long time for a, go a, a girlfriend, didn't find one. So they... You know, they didn't find one because, first of all, they were not attractive enough. Second of all, they didn't have enough money. So they stayed single. This is actually funny because even the low-class women that don't look the part to be like, you know, a seven or an eight or anything even above that. We're talking about women that look like a three or a four. They look for, you know, the, 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 the top-notch guys out there, the, the most handsome ones, the six-pack dudes, the working-out guys, the guys with the bigger cars and cash. So... Um, that's unrealistic just because they think they're entitled to. And if they actually do find a man who is dumb enough to take one of them, well, I guess that's a jackpot for them then. You know, that's just like playing lottery, I suppose. But some men are desperate and just, you know, stick their cock in anything they find. So shame on you for doing that. But um, the rumor is this. Because I said earlier, it's, it's a story and information at least as far as I can tell, uh, concerning the current state of, of Germany, which is the energy crisis. That means that, um, to be blunt, everything gets more expensive and many people don't know how to maintain their lifestyle. You know, they, we're talking about generations of people here, various generations, who are used to have a let's say, fairly affordable life without any troubles, okay? They had maybe a job. If they didn't have a job, 
they had social uh, um, you know unemployment money from from the, from the government they they could survive everything was paid for the heating the rent no worries you don't need a car necessarily you can just live from the government and just do nothing which is actually an option in germany believe it or not and it doesn't make me happy so i don't do it but um i i, I heard and I'm, like i said i'm looking for information this is just take it with a grain of salt but i do believe it sounds realistic and the the story the rumor is this they claim that a lot of women these days because of the crisis and the money issue are looking for men who are willing to live with them together as a sort of unity group not necessarily as a couple but just living together to save money and in exchange for that they spread their legs isn't that funny imagine that we're talking about people who have been too good to date these kind of men okay these these second class men let's put it that way i don't think they're second class they think they're second class they see them as second class we're going to call them second class okay just be done with this they didn't want to date them that was below their level it was beneath them being friends with them was okay touching them no now the tides have turned now the money is an issue again on a different level because it's threatening their fucking existence and their inability to go out partying, buying an iPhone, or going on vacation and buying clothes. So they're looking for a dumb, gullible individual who is lonely, who needs pussy in his life, who needs a pair of tits in his life, and they offer him, look, I can live with you, I can give you what you want, because I'm afraid for my life. I can't pay the rent no more. I don't know what to do. I'll do anything you ask for. Fuck you! Jesus Christ, this is insane. Once, if this is even remotely true, which I believe a lot of people out there have actually the balls to, to suggest such a thing, okay? First of all, dissing those men who would not be anywhere attractive enough to date or not even rich enough to date. But now it's a different scenario. So yeah, you're sure you can fuck me if I can live with you because I can't pay my rent. Go to hell. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare fall into this trap. They're just using you worse and worse in, in, in ways that they have no backbone for fuck's sake. Just hypocrites. God, this makes me angry. It really does. Because it's, it's really, what are we doing here? This is our race. Okay? I mean, globally speaking, I'm not talking about countries. I'm globally speaking. The human species is a fucking pile of shit. And it's just getting worse the way we treat each other. And this is a perfect example of where the mindset is currently. What really is important and what they don't care about. And they don't care about love, obviously. At least most of them don't. I have enough evidence for that, so I don't really, I don't need to prove it. I see this every day. Okay, like I said before, not all of them are like that. It's still possible, I strongly believe, that you find decent folks out there, decent men, decent women. But I wholeheartedly believe it's getting much more difficult to find them. And it's not getting easier with the next 10 or 20 years because this energy crisis is going to last for a while if we don't pay attention enough or if we don't vote correctly for whatever party you believe in. Whatever is going on in the next few years, we got to pay. 
And I can be lucky enough to live in a, in a condition in a small apartment. It's not perfect, but it's cozy. Um, I made it my home. It's going to stay that way for a couple of years because I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Even if I would have to move out, fucking A, I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, that's a bummer. So I hope it's not going to happen. But for fuck's sake, first of all, if you're a person who said, I'm not going to date you because you're not my type, you're beneath me, you don't make enough money, you don't look the part, then like four weeks later, oh, Jesus, everything is getting so expensive. Can I move in with you? Really? God. They deserve, they deserve to be, you know, put, grabbed together in a, in a basket, put them on an island in exile and just forget about them. I think people like that shouldn't be living in this society, but they do, you know. I don't want to be too extreme about it or radical. I'm just saying this is not human behavior, okay? This is just crooked behavior. This is, this is a, a criminal mindset of people who are just looking for their advantage and only their advantages. They're, they're playing you. They're lying. They promise you false things, and they will fuck you over whenever they can if the money is not right. That is the world we live in, and that is a fact. You can deny it all you want. I don't care. It's your life. I'm fine where I'm standing. But if you think that you have a chance in hell to find someone out there without problems, with ease, well, knock yourself out then. I'm not playing that game. And I stand corrected. I really do. I, I just see this shit everywhere. And like I said, I'm, I'm very careful this day and age who I date even if I wanted to date, which I haven't done in over a year. And I'm not looking forward to that. I don't mind meeting people, but I analyze everything they do. I try to pay attention to the body language. I try to pay attention to the eyes, the way they look at me, the way they shake my hand, if it's just a loose pair of fingers or, or an actual handshake with respect, if you know what I mean, you know? You got to feel the fucking pressure there. Someone who is not afraid to look you in the eye and to talk to you. Everything else, there is something wrong. There's something fishy in their personality, so I pay attention. And you should too. I'm not saying you should be too extreme about it and avoid all people. That's not what I mean. Just be careful who you talk to and how and why. Okay? It's not about just, you know, going out there and just fucking everything you find. That's, that's bullshit. Otherwise, you're going to land in a trap like this young fellow here, my former colleague. And this happens to a lot of people. Don't be fooled. That will be all for now. That's the only podcast. I wanted to let off some steam here because I really wanted to talk about this. Like I said, it's a shame it happened. Um, it could have been predictable for outsiders, I believe. Well, you know, sensing the danger and noticing maybe a behavior pattern of the woman or two and try to warn him. But I guess, you know, being an outsider, you can't really jump into a relationship because they have to figure this, this stuff out for themselves. And we all have to learn from our mistakes, from the choices we make, the experiences we get, right? Everything we can gather and grow and learn from that. This guy, however, he really had to fall deep to experience this shit. I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. Well, that's all for now. I hope you guys have less trouble. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. You can pay whatever needs to be paid, that you got food on your table and all that, and maybe even a decent, kind partner right next to you, because 
I do believe everyone deserves one, but it's like I said, it's just getting more and more difficult. But that's who we are, right? That's the race, that's the humankind. <laughs> A pile of shit, like I said. Maybe this is what we deserve, I don't know. I can't really answer that. But I'm disappointed. I'm really, really heavily disappointed of the human race as a whole from everything we've been doing so far. Well, there's a shed of light in between. There are some individuals trying to do good, trying to be innovative, trying to be helpful, um, humanitarian somehow. You know, you still have those. But I cannot shake the feeling that these guys are in the wild minority, not the majority. That's at least what I believe. I could be too dark for this, you know, too sarcastic, too uh, negative thinking, too pessimistic. <sighs> Take your pick. Don't care. It is what it is. I can't change it. Maybe someone else can. I don't have the power to change anything at all. I can just talk and get angry and get pissed off and then get back at my work. Because I'm still writing the novel. It's growing page by page. I guess maybe in a month or two, I could maybe close the first half of the book. I'm not calling it a day. I still like to, I'm very looking forward to, to write the, the second half, the fantasy part of it all. Um, I hope it's going to be good enough that someone is going to pick it up and, and print it for me, or at least promote me uh, one way or the other. That would be just a dream come true, at least from my current uh, point of view anyway. So, um, yeah. Ah, good luck to myself, I guess. Well, that'll be all. I'll be back if I have more information on something else. Or maybe finally, you know, talking about Mr. Good Old Gabriel, the most positive spirit on the planet. I love you all, guys, even if I don't know you. <laughs> I feel like I have a family out there, uh, invisible, uh, far away, most likely, and you've never seen me before, but uh, you can listen to me once or twice. Have a nice day, guys. Take care of each other, and bye-bye.